Chris, what's been going on, man? It's been a long time coming. Yes, sir. So what's what's life been like? What's what's life been looking like for you? I know um flooding is your thing. And I've never met anybody so passionate about it before. It's kind of a I use the theme a whole new world right now because starting this month, you know, I finally made that dedication to really just go after flood and a little property. Yeah, we still do a little bit of auto umbrella and things like that. But if someone comes to our door, they're coming to our door because of flood. How is I mean, I gotta know, how did you even get into it? Like there had to there has to be a reason that you found this. Yeah. Well, my master's degree is actually in flood mitigation. Oh, well, that makes sense then. That was a quick story. Um, but I found it by complete accident. Um, I got my master's degree in emergency management with a specialization in hazard mitigation and flood mitigation, uh, what, 10 years ago? Yeah. Just because I wanted to go work on weapons of mass destruction overseas. My wife didn't want me to do that after we got married. Uh, I wanted to go work for FEMA, but she didn't want to be gone all the time. And so I really did nothing with it for about four years. And then I got into uh, the insurance side and wanted to go work for National Catastrophe. Got onto the sales side with uh, Liberty Mutual. Enjoyed it so much that I stayed on there. And I still didn't really do much with Flood until I went to buy a house uh, probably seven or eight years ago. That was in a high-risk flood zone. I didn't realize it when I went to buy it. And the realtor's like, yeah, the flood insurance is going to be $3,000. I don't think the deal is going to work. I was like, no, I know some different laws out there because of my background. So I ended up getting the flood insurance for $350 a year. And she's like, how in the world did you do that? Because I had four closings that fell apart because of that. I said, well, my master's degree is actually in that. So it's that's my specialty is understanding those different laws and different things that we can go and appeal. And I said, and that's how I was able to do it. Well, I still didn't use it much after that for a few more years. Just didn't get into it. Until about two or three years ago, when I started our website, Flood Insurance Guru, kind of as a joke, because I just wanted to put flood out there, and people would kind of joke with me. And it just kind of, I got into some Facebook groups, and it kind of just took off. People kept asking and asking. I kept spending more time on it, and I had a hard decision to make. I was like, you know, I could do 30 things good, and I could be running around doing all these different things, or I could focus on these two or three things I do great and just focus on those and really separate ourselves and create an awesome experience for our customers and our referral partners. Yeah, I mean, that's crazy. One, that it took you that long to just really answer like the flood calling, if you will. I mean, because um, there's probably two or three points where you, you were kind of dabbling. You, you, it was flirting with you, if you will. What, 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 what is curious to me is um, the fact that, you know, flood is not a big deal for a lot of people. And that's where I think it gets dismissed but if it's a big deal for you know i mean there's a lot of people that it is a big deal for is that would that be a fair statement oh definitely and and it's just you know it's it's almost a forgotten thing if you don't really think about it but because it's such a big problem because you've seen it kind of cripple so many deals it's like hey that's a big problem and i'm i'm able to kind of address that pain point when nobody really wants to address that pain point yeah i mean i'm in the middle of doing 365 videos in 365 days right now and every single video is on flood that's going to be something. So, and I just saw that, uh, I think I just saw you posted that somewhere. I can't remember where I saw that, Chris. Where was that at? Um, maybe it was on the, was it in the insiders group? Maybe I just saw that on yes, the insiders group. Um, and um, what brought that on? Well, I, I did a trial run uh, a couple months ago. did 30 videos in 30 days. Kind of a challenge with some other insurance agents. It wasn't even flood related. It was with our traditional insurance agency. I said, look. Let's put 30 videos out there in 30 days. Like, you know, 
not a high quality, just some content, just to kind of get a feedback and see. And what we realized is not only is our SEO performing really well, you know, people are finding us because of these videos. Now, what yeah. if we can come back and just do a video a day, not just on anything, but what people are actually asking the questions on, you know, the scenarios that are coming across our desk. If it's coming across our desk, more than likely, more people want the answer and are asking the answer. They might just be afraid to ask. Like this morning, I had a mortgage guy that says, you know, I feel really bad about asking this. I'm so ignorant when it comes to flood. And I said, you're not ignorant. Just once you get outside the coast, there's a massive lack of education and awareness. And that's the whole reason why we do our videos. And I said, it's nothing against you. There's just nothing out there. And we're pushing these videos out every day, basically trying to get that awareness out from Florida to California to D.C. Because once you get outside these coastal areas, I mean, very few people know anything about it. You know, they don't know how to do letter of map amendments. Uh, they don't really know how you can qualify for private, how you can qualify for FEMA, how you could take a customer with multiple claims and fit them in, into a certain situation. Uh, how do I do a policy transfer? You know, is flood insurance refundable? Is it transferable? All these different questions. Yeah, I had absolutely no idea what you just said there because I have, I'm ignorant to flood myself, you know, and what's the angle? Do you want consumers? Do you want mortgage broker guys? Like, do you want center of influences? Like, are you going both? Like what's, what's the primary driving factor here? Actually right now, our number one source of business on flood is insurance agents. Oh, that makes sense. So how's um, that working? Really start that way. It just kind of happened is that they're actually going to the consumer and kind of marketing it for us because we've created a kind of win-win situation for them. When they bring us a customer on, let's say a flood lead, uh, we redirect that customer to leave that referring agent a review. We have a thank you card that goes out to the agent's client with all of their information on there. We're just here to help with the flood. And so it's really been a win-win, especially with the captive agents in that market, because they're like, look, we can only offer NFIP and we know just enough about it where we took a 30 minute training online. Yeah. Or even some of the independents are like, look, I'm not spending my time on that because there's too many ENO issues there for me to spend my time. I don't want to expose myself. I would rather just send it to someone who's an expert in it. So then that happened. And then a lot of the realtors are like, you have no idea how many deals I've lost. Yeah. So now we've started kind of recording a video series for realtors on our YouTube channel to help them with their listings. And then the lenders are the same way. Lenders really know nothing about flood. They have to take it to their underwriters. And we're even having to teach some of the underwriters about some of the federal laws that are out there to overrule certain situations. And so it's kind of everything. But now as we've built all these videos, we have these consumers coming to us where we can market to these consumers in certain areas. Uh, for example, next week, I'm shooting a whole series that is just about map changes across the country. So I have one for Georgia, I have one for Alabama, I have one for Ohio, uh, because Toledo, Ohio had 7,000 properties put in the high-risk flood zones. And yeah, so we're doing a video series. I don't believe you. Egypt. Really? Toledo? Yeah. Flood? I mean, where's the flood coming from? Lake Erie? The Great Lakes area. Huh. I mean, I know Lake Erie, but I guess. Okay. All right. Man. And so people are like, look, I just got this letter from my mortgage company. What do I do? That's pretty crazy. I'm curious. You had mentioned a video series and you'd, you'd hit me on email. I think it was uh, Sunday or Monday saying that you yeah. just got that out and rolling. I'm curious, how's that going for you? I mean, I mean, cause I think we share the same, same affinity here, Chris. I mean, you've, you've kind of experienced it firsthand, just like 
the level of relationship building and how easy it is for people to, to find this stuff. Like what, what is, what is, I mean, it's probably early days for the video series, but what is it, what was it like creating that? Obviously doing a whole bunch of videos, not a problem for you, but assembling that and, and, and making sure it's automated and getting dripped out to those people. Um, what's that been looking like for you? Well, it's been pretty easy because what we've found is that, you know, we do video quotes for all of our customers when it comes to the property and it comes to the flood. And what happens though, after they get that video, they watched a video. But when they go and get other quotes, they're all confused because they're like, well, they're telling me this or tell me that. So then what we decided to start doing is continuing to educate them. I, about a year and a half ago, I created a 12-month series where when the customer bought home insurance from us, they got videos for 12 months. There's strictly education about how they would use it, how they wouldn't use it, different things like that. So I said, like, look, we need to do that in the sales follow-up. You know, we really need to nurture them with education. So with Flood now, the, the first day's video they get is about the dwelling or the main structure. The second day might be about, per, it's about personal belongings. Uh, then the third day is about additional living expenses. The fourth day might be about other structures they have on the property. Are they covered? Are they not covered? And then, and then by day five, um, it's a last video about how the deductibles apply and things like that. And then what I've done is taken each one of those videos and put three call to actions in there. I'm ready to buy. I've got more questions. I'm no longer interested. And so as they click one of those, it automatically ups a date, it updates it in our pipeline and our CSR team can reach out to them right away and get everything handled. So much good stuff, Chris. So much good stuff. Um, how, how have you, how have you, how's it been marrying that into the agency? I mean, it, it sounds like you're kind of running the ship here. So it's buying, getting that buy-in. Um, like, has there been any sort of pushback? Like, just uh, like, what are we doing? Like, I don't get it. Like, or have they kind of come to adopt this? It's like, oh man, this is like way better than what we, we used to be doing. Well, as I've adopted that though, unfortunately I did have to let some of my team go because yeah. you know, as we down that road, we're not going to have all this massive premium right now. Yeah. So I did have to, but then I also had people that, Hey, look, they're like, look, long term, I have no desire to do that, which that's fine. And so what we've done is gone out and helped them find better opportunities for themselves. Um, and we do have some other team members that really get what we're doing. And they're on, not only are they on board, they're out there soaking it up just as much as I am and just loving it. And that's kind of the culture and the model we want. And so, yeah, we have had, had some pushback. Um, but then we've had some that have absolutely loved it. And I expected that. And people looked at me when I was crazy. They said, um, even people who do flood insurance, they're like, you can't create a, just a flood insurance agency for basically the inland U.S. There's just not enough need there. There's not enough resources there. So when they push back on you, what do you say to them? Like, how, how like, where do you think they're, like, where do you think you have an event? Because the one thing I was going to get into is kind of like the, the, you know, the the numbers of it and kind of walk me through like that process and what's it look like and, and how much do you have to scale and all that fun stuff. Well, you do have to scale it a lot, but if, you, if you're smart about your overhead and your expenses, everyone's like, you know, uh, there's just not enough flood up there because outside the coast, you know, who else needs it? People don't think about the rivers. These dried up creeks in someone's backyard that causes an issue, which we should just shot a video on last week. Why the dried up creek in my backyard is costing me a fortune every month. Yeah. yeah. You know, and people just don't think about things like that, but also they don't think about because they don't have the educational knowledge of when floodgates are changed. Uh, how do flood vents impact my mortgage? Engineered versus non-engineered, things like that. And because they just don't have the educational background. But here's the other catch. A lot of them are all writing flood insurance on the coast and they're writing it like crazy. 
which that's great. They're getting great premium, but they're also taking on massive risk. What we're doing is in the inland U.S., yeah, we're riding high risk along the rivers and things like that, but we're not going to create a situation for ourselves like Harvey. So that way we know our customers' rates are much more controllable five, 10 years down the road. Yeah, we might have something like the Ohio River that causes some massive flooding, but it's, it's nothing like a hurricane was. And then uh, the next thing is people don't understand how loan types impact their flood insurance, whether you have access to private market, FEMA, um, how to do a letter of map amendment. That's something else we do now where we charge a flat fee and we go and do the letter of map amendment for the customer. If we win, we charge them that fee. If we don't win, we don't charge them anything at all. And there's just a massive, if there's a major city with a major river, that's kind of become a market for us, like uh, Nashville, Cincinnati, Pittsburgh. Um, even areas in Nebraska, we have discovered through some captive agents out there that there was an area, there's a lake out there, and these people were paying ten dollars to $15,000 a year for flood insurance and didn't even have the right coverage. And thankfully, we've been able to help most of the people on that lake now, which is about 90 homeowners, um, get better coverage uh, through our, just educating them on different options you know, based on their loan type, going to their mortgage company and arguing. Hey, you can accept this based on this, and we back it up with the laws from 2017, from 1973, and then the lender's like, you know what, you're right. Yeah. So now, I, this is I got to know this, Chris. Like, how has it shifted just your overall perspective of just insurance? Because I mean, it, I guess what's the level of passion you know having a having a degree in this? Because I mean, I feel like you kind of have to be into it to 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 make this successful. How much did that play into the fact that, you know, you were really just leaning into a passion that you already had and and that's kind of allowed you to have this kind of competitive advantage of of obsession is a strong word, but you know what I mean? Like you're just you 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 are more wired to this than anybody else. And and what was that process like for you? Well, obsession is probably the best word, as my wife would probably say. <laughs> I don't want to say it, but I mean if you want to, go for it. I mean, we use the flood word everywhere, yeah. you know, but the funny thing is, even on the flood side, as we get a little bit into the earthquake and landslide because of our background in, you know, hazard mitigation. But what I realized is, you know, I've had my own agency for three years. We finally made the shift really fully to flood and property because what I realized is after about three years, I wasn't really enjoying it anymore. Yeah. I was enjoying the marketing and things like that. I wasn't big on servicing. But I also didn't want to pay for this massive servicing staff. You know, I didn't want to get up every day just so I could pay for four employees. You know, I wanted to create an awesome customer experience. I wanted to go out and provide educational value, be there when my customers needed me, and just love what I'm doing every day. Yes. Uh, so much of that because, you know, and I think a lot of agents are afraid to say they don't like the service. And I, you know, I, you might be the first person that's ever just op- like, just kind of openly said, like, I didn't, you know, I don't, you know, it's not my thing, right? Like, and I don't really know that, you know, I, I want the staff. I want to, pr- I want to figure a way out for me. Did anybody ever look at you weird when you, like, and I know you're connected and, you know, you run in the, in, in the same insurance circles. Did anybody ever kind of give you weird looks when you say that to them? Oh, they still do. They say, well, you can't do that. Yeah. So what do you mean? Well, that's just not the way it's done. Yeah. And that's because you're not doing it or someone else isn't doing it doesn't mean it can't be done. Yeah. Like we use virtual assistants a lot uh, that we use overseas for a lot of things. And what people don't realize, a lot of things in an agency don't require license, like putting quote information in, uploading documents to a carrier. There's a lot of things that could be done without a license um, that someone on the back end can do that can cut your overhead 30, 40% instead of you having to pay somebody two, three, four grand a month 
you might be able to do for 500 to 1,000. Now you can really take that money and put it into some educational stuff or pay yourself more. Just really enjoy what you're doing. Yeah, and that, that enjoyment, right? And that's, you know, we're always saying what is success and, and, and everything. And, and just the fact that, you know, you really, you get to wake up and do the, the thing, not just the type of insurance, but the specific process and thing in that type of insurance that really is, you know, the most enjoyable for you. And then you figured out a way to, to kind of make everything a better experience. And, and I think the, the fact that there's a lot of people that are unwilling to accept that. And what are your thoughts on the fact that, you know, if you were to try and service or do one of those things, like you're just, it, like you said, you, it's not your thing. And, and ultimately you could learn to be mediocre at it, but do you really want to be providing that mediocre service? Well, none of that, like I tell people, you know, I can do 30 things good. I can do two things great. It's not yeah. fair for me to try to do all those things good. And on the other end, have a customer that's not having the best possible experience because I'm not being responsible on my part. I'm trying to be selfish by doing everything. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's just the way I'm kind of explaining everybody. Like, oh, I got to do this, 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 this. I said, no, you need to either outsource it. You need to find someone who's really good at it. Someone who gets up every day and just loves doing it. Because yeah. what's going to happen? Your customers and your referral partners, everyone's going to see it. You know, they see the passion, the work you're doing every day. Anybody can. And so, I mean, that, that's probably the best part that we haven't had a chance to talk about yet. But you are going to be at Elevate talking about um, really the things that have allowed you to focus on this passion. That would be a fair assessment. Kind of talking about the automations and, and all that good stuff. Yes. You know, how, you know, using automation, not just with your customers, but with your employees. You know, making it an easier day-to-day -day life for your customer, I mean, for your employees. You know, they come in, they know exactly what they need to do. Or a customer does something and something pops up in their desk. Or you bring a new employee on board like we've done and we actually send them through automation. You know, they watch certain videos and they can't move on until they've watched them. And just using automation to do those things, but also using automation to create an awesome experience for your referral partners. Like we have links built for every single of our, one of our referral partners, our customers, our other insurance agents we work with. And when they submit those links, certain things happen to their clients and them that's separate from anyone else. You know, they're getting reviews built. They're getting cards and brownies maybe going out to their customers, maybe even gift cards, you know, whatever. And so using automation to do this kind of thing, because you can't do everything great yourself. You got to have help either through staff or automation. And then you got to decide if you want to spend a ton of money on staff, that's fine. You know, if you want your staff to be face to face with every one of your customers, or if you want to find a way to use automation, let your customers know, hey, I'm available 24 hours a day for you when I'm really not. And to let your employees know, hey, I need you to do this when this happens. And the employee, and, and I think that that's another angle too that you don't hear a lot of it, a lot about is that really the employee is the one that is preventing you from focusing on that passion because you either have to pick up the slack because, you know, you're replacing somebody or, or they're just, you know, just there's again, managing those people. Right. And, and if you can figure out a way to, again, limit the, the hand, hand holding hand to hand kind of stuff. And then it just opens you up. I mean, I'm, I'm just, I'm really fascinated to kind of hear how this progresses for you, Chris, as, as you kind of continue to push in this direction. And, and the idea, and this sounds crazy too, and I love to hear people say it out loud, like we make them sit down and watch videos, right? It's, yeah, we could do the thing and, and have the conversation, but 
listen, there are certain things that are just, you know, watch the video, right? And well, not only that, the video, and I've, I've done feedback surveys with our employees, but yeah, a video does two things. And the employees will even say this. Look, that video is available to me 24 hours a day. If yeah. I have 10 questions, I can go back and watch that video. Yep. And at the same time, I can answer those questions, but it allows me to be more efficient as well as we're bringing people through the training process and creating those videos of not having to reinvent the wheel, but just creating that cycle. And you can make those videos and you can make that experience super personal. Uh, for example, when someone comes on board with us, they usually get a welcome card in the mail with some brownies or something like that a couple of days before they start. It just says, hey, welcome to our team. We're looking forward to you being a part of our family. And the kind of experience that creates for them the day they walk in the door, um, they're like, I've never had anybody do that. Yeah. And that's something that, you know, it extends and we touched on it a little bit, you know, that that's the same process that people are looking for when, you know, buying the flood or whatever it is, right? Like they're looking for that efficiency. And how, was there a moment, was there like a light bulb moment where it just clicked for you that saying like, why? And I mean, you're doing 365 videos, so there had to have been a pretty big light go off at some point that says like, you know, I mean, this is just, why am I fighting this and why am I not doubling, tripling, or in this case, doubling down every single day on this? Yeah. When I looked at it, I was like, you know, I kept getting on the phone with these auto insurance customers, even though we have a service team, you know, they would want to talk to me. I said, look, the only way for me to kind of focus on what I want to do and kind of maybe get away from that is to not really even let people know we offer it, even though we do, is maybe if we bring it up, if we take it off our website, like I have two websites, uh, the floodinsuranceguru.com, and then I was running a traditional agency website. And I said, like, look, I got, you know, I'm running both two different worlds right here. I got to figure out what's important to us. And that's why I was like, you know, flood insurance guru is where our future is. Um, and that's how we're going to separate ourselves across the country. And that's really how we're going to help people. And I said, here's the second thing. Nobody knows who Community First is or what they do. When someone sees the flood insurance guru title, they know what we do right away. Yeah. Well, even then, you know, I mean, flood insurance guru obviously is, is pretty straightforward, but um, you know, they don't even they 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 don't even know you until you're specifically addressing that problem, right? The flood problem, and and nobody's taking the time to do that. And then obviously the name solidifies that. So you got to first start with being able to address a problem that they're looking for. Um, yes. And then two, then you want to immediately identify yourself as that expert, which again, the name, the branding of that, you know, the second eight, the separate agency comes into play. And then what, I mean, what have you found? I'm curious from your experience, like what have you found that is working to build that relationship? What kind of feedback are you getting from the people? Like, what are you hearing them say to you? Hey, I was watching this and this was this was really interesting or entertaining or what are some of the hooks that you're getting from them that actually compel them to, you know, reach out? Well, a lot of them say, Hey, uh, for example, I shot a video Friday that I've got, I think 2,500 hits right now on Facebook on it. And it was like, Hey, why your mortgage company requires flood insurance. And then a lot of people are like, Oh, I had no idea on this. The pushback we get from them is using the right words as crazy as it sounds like not using the word lender, but using the word mortgage company. Um, not using these fancy words like additional living expenses, but instead using, hey, who's going to pay for my hotel when my home floods? I mean, I know it sounds crazy, awesome. but that's you know, the things we're getting back. What is additional living expense? Yeah. And what is a loss of you? Yeah. Like, what happens is insurance agents, we get so focused on insurance terms yeah. that we forget that our audience doesn't know what those terms mean half the time. Yeah. 
Do you think, Chris, can we maybe, we'll form like a little side business. You and me, we'll get some shirts made up and we'll just go walk around to uh, agencies when people are filming videos. And every time they say like an insurance lingo, we'll just kind of slap them across the face a little bit. What do you think? Maybe a pie in the face. Maybe a pie in the face is a little less threatening. I don't want to get sued or anything, but something like that. What do you think? I think we could do yeah. that. That'd be a good tag team. We could even make it like a sitcom. That would be like a great show or something. I'd watch it. We wear sunglasses, leather jackets, maybe the whole thing. Who knows? Um, Definitely. But like, I've been visiting all these different insurance agents. And anybody that ever laughs at me, they're like, you run an independent agency, but you're checking right. as the flood insurance crew. Isn't that hurting your business when you check in these places? I was like, no. Because we're allowing them to be the expert in certain areas, and they're allowing us to be the expert, and we're going to grow together. We're not going to grow against each other. Yeah, so much good stuff. I mean, the just, just the fact that again, like speaking plainly, it's so it's so easy to overlook, and it's underrated dramatically the impact that it can have. Uh, I'm assuming that's probably a big piece of feedback that you get as well too. That they say. Man, you just, you just, you just kind of, you made me understand it. It was, you, you didn't make me hate my life listening to, you know, five minutes of flood insurance talk. Um, yeah. Huge thing, huge, huge thing. Well, I'll tell you where a lot of that came from. As I said, we started doing video calls for our customers several years ago yeah. when it wasn't popular and customers were giving us feedback. Oh, man, that's awesome. You covered everything I needed to know in five minutes. As we did that more and more, when I got to start doing the flood stuff for us, hey, Keep it simple, stupid. Don't do a 20 minute video. You know, instead what I'm doing, not high quality right now, but I'm shooting about a two minute video every day. I take my camera and I take my selfie stick with me when I hit the road. Um, yesterday, I actually shot a life insurance video because we still do a little bit of that in a cemetery. That's, uh, that's pretty powerful. So everybody else is like, you know, maybe a green screen. They're shooting their videos in their office. I don't think I shoot any videos in an office anymore. I either shoot all of my videos out on the water, near water. Uh, if we're talking about the, like, why does my mortgage company require flood insurance? I shot with a house behind me and a puddle in front of it. So people could see the water, could see the house. And those are the kind of videos I'm shooting. And that's what people are saying. Hey, those are things that are catching my attention. Yeah. Certainly, I mean, having something as visual as, you know, flood insurance is, um, is nice and life insurance, man, that's, 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 that's very clever. I didn't even, I never even thought about that. It's a little morbid, but it's very true. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's going really the extra mile, right. To have the visual representation of the thing and it, and it communicates so much more effectively than a 20 minute, you could do a three hour video, right. But just, just seeing that image instantly communicates that message yeah like our youtube channel for example is broken down in the playlist now flood insurance for realtors flood insurance for mortgage companies business owners homeowners and other insurance agents and it's separate videos for each one of those audiences so when we send them there because we're putting together a realtor class on our youtube and we're putting together a flood cast people are only watching videos to pertain to them yeah i mean i like all that so i let me know this let me know this i gotta know if, if we were to we were to put out one thing for everybody to kind of maybe dabble, get in place, try and, 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 and work on video automation just in general to be prepared to kind of hit the ground running in your session at Elevate. What would that be? I would say pick up the phone and just start recording. Like people want to see you. I was talking to another agent this morning. He said, hey, y'all, I finally made a video for the first time, but I deleted it. And I actually think it may have been on Insider that he was talking about, you know, I screwed up and all this stuff. So it's not very good. And I said, that's the best kind of video out there because people know that you're real. Yeah. 
people want to see you. You know, they want to see you screw up. And the other thing with automation is where a lot of people get lost is they try to automate themselves out of the uh, relationship. Mm -hmm. And so what happens is they automate themselves out of the business. So what I always ask is ask people two questions. There's two things I automate, things that take my time away from my family and things that take my time away from my customers. I don't want to automate all that. I want to automate things to help me create a better relationship uh, with my wife because I have more time there and with my customers because I can really spend time with them on things that matter to them. And that's it, Chris. I'm going to drop a shameless plug here, elevateconference.com. If you are on the fence, still having a ticket, go ahead. We are really rapidly approaching marches like crazy around the corner. It doesn't seem like it's gone this fast, Chris, but it'll be here soon enough. March 24th, 25th, 26th in New Orleans, Louisiana. Uh, I'm pretty excited. I don't think we've met. You weren't at the previous Elevate, were you, Chris? Like We've never crossed that. I was not. This will be the first one. Um... Uh, because I was supposed to go to another conference in a couple of weeks, but uh, my brother-in-law has been on a kidney transplant list yeah. for about two years and got bumped up and he's having a kidney transplant next week. Well, that's, I mean, that's good news. So I'm, I'm much, much, much rather that happen probably than participate in it. Elevate will actually be the first insurance conference I have ever attended. Whoa, that's crazy. Really? Yeah. yeah. Well, that's fun. I'm, um, that's a little pressure, but I think we can, I think we can handle that for you, Chris. I think we can handle it. Um, I mean, where can, where can people check you out? I know that you said, you know, insurance agents are probably saying, man, I, Chris, I, I don't care about flooding. Can you please just make me not care about flooding? I would love if you could not make me care about flooding. Where can they do that? Where can they get in touch with you? Real easy. Our website, floodinsuranceguru.com. You can visit our Facebook page or our YouTube channel, which are both flood insurance guru.